and welcome to 2024. It Finally, we sake. made it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> welcome to For Book's Sake. I'm Heather Roberts. I am Veronica Adams, and we are 1852 <clears throat> Media. We are, and we are officially in 2024. Yeah, we made it, guys. We made it. Um, yes. We have a whole year ahead of us. So after a it nice is... holiday break, we are back and we are punchy. <laughs> we are. It is a new year, same industry. <laughs> you know? Ain't that the truth? Oh my God. We thought it would be fun, you know, because we're feeling a little bit punchy, to talk about some of the drama and controversies from 2023. Yes. Just to, just to prep us because we know 2024 is going to be giving. Like we know yes. the there wa- is craziness to come. It, there is n- craziness afoot. Nary a year shall pass in yeah. indie publishing, in publishing in general, and especially in Romance Landia without some craziness, some drama, it's authors, readers, influencers behaving badly, industry support professionals behaving badly. So it's right. I've already seen little drops. Oh yeah. We are already five days in. Drops. Five yeah. days in, and I've seen several posts about different things. I mean, there's already one debut author who's who blasted an editor uh on Facebook that. because she didn't uh, get her manuscript back to her in time, even though the editor communicated that she wasn't going to be able to get the manuscript back. Like yeah. we're talking like three days late. We're not talking yeah. about like weeks and weeks. And then she opened a PayPal dispute. It was a whole thing. We, we were what three, four days into the new year at yes. that particular yes. point. Yes. And I, I believe uh, the receipts included confirmation that the original contract, uh, contemplated this situation. So the yes. author's just, you know, absolutely out of line <laughs> in this case. Right. She and and that the consent was given yes. to the, the extend editor, the deadline. <laughs> the editor performed within the bounds of the contract and the authors just <sighs> yeah. making some bad decisions. So we're, we're already feeling it in 2024. Mm-hmm. We know. <laughs> and if you're like, you know, oh, what crazy thing, what could be crazier than what has already happened in the past? I mean, friends, the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. There is no, there is no limit. Listen, some crazy things happen every year and the next year just goes, <clears throat> hold my beer. Yeah. We're, we're going to take it up a notch or something new that you haven't even thought of is going to be the thing that just blows right. your mind in terms of what's crazy. Yeah. And what is unhinged behavior? Yep. Like what exactly. is outside the realm of reality? Um, I would like to say I'm going to be surprised this year, but- I'm probably not. I'm not a I've, lot can I've surprise us anymore. To just suppress my surprise because, frankly, yeah. it there publishing is really uh, sort of like the wild west, right? Like it anybody is. can do anything. Honestly, <laughs> there are no regulations. Yeah. There are no rules. It's and we within, talked about that before. I mean, exactly. Yeah, you you can be and do whatever you want to, and maybe you make money, and maybe you don't, based on those decisions. But you're still free to act as, as unhinged as you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can be, you can, you can cultivate whatever attitude and persona you want to. You can engage in whatever kind of behavior you want to. Yeah, the the world is your oyster, so to speak, and there are some people out there making some really 
batshit crazy decisions about how to make that oyster their own. That is 100% true. So oh, let's Lord. look back so that we can look forward. Yes. What can the what can the immediate past teach us about what we might expect in 2024? <laughs> I know. I mean, honestly, I don't know which one of these is the most. I'm going to use the word unhinged because I just feel like that encapsulates yes. it. I don't know which one is the most. So Susan Meacham, we hadn't yet started the podcast when this whole controversy went down. Yes, yes, this predates for, for book's sake. Yes, for those that don't know, well, technically we had started it, but that was a whole thing, and we we had to re-record <laughs> some episodes. Yes. Anyway, we hadn't officially published it. Okay, Susan Meacham is the author that unalived herself. Yes. Um, She's the she, zombie author, if you will. If Back you will, from the dead. In 2020, she allegedly passed away. And then in 2023, turns out she didn't. She didn't. Yeah. She yep. didn't. And she showed up on social media and was like, hey, guys, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. The How worst. The worst part, I think, well, there's many bad parts about this, right? But there were like charity things yes. that happened. Yes. For the family, for her, for, you know. Like, there was gifts given mm-hmm. if you will and well, that's and just this arguably turns her ghosting everyone if you will into a crime because Correct. allegedly fraud. Were given, funds were raised fraud was engaged in in order to induce people yes to take sympathy on her family and try to support them during their grief and their time of need uh-huh. Uh, I, I believe a lot of readers bought Susan's books thinking they out were of doing so the kindness of their heart. Yeah, yeah. Out of the kindness to support of their the hearts. family. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, she benefited from those royalties. I have no doubt. For sure, for sure. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, that <laughs> that was pretty unhinged. Yeah. So that, if you're that desperate for sales, there. if you're desperate for sales and thinking of faking your own death to to. <laughs> Turn your brand around. Sorry, someone's already done it. Someone's like, already done it. Already done it. You're gonna need a new scam. Oh man. Well, speaking of of things from the past that happened and then and then popped back up in 2023. Yes. We must touch on Felina Hopkins. Oh, poor Felina. I <laughs> poor Felina. Felina. So, so anyone who the, the Felina. Felina's villain origin story, if you will, is begins with her attempt to trademark the word cocky. Yes. I mean, she had a successful series uh, based on the trope of heroes being cocky, right? Yes. Cocky was in the title for series and individual books. And she had a lot of success with that. So, of course, she wants to protect something that's worked well for her. <clears throat> Legally speaking... Not necessarily the brightest idea. And it definitely she then sued over of, it. Earned her a lot of ire from people in the industry, other authors who also use yeah. that. Movie. Yeah, not only did she... series to this. Yeah. And and she did in fact get sued, as Heather said. So that's where Felina's infamy comes from. A lot of readers yes. know her and love her books, but then in terms of like her industry reputation, she is a bit infamous because of her attempt to trademark the word cocky. Right. And then in 2023, she went missing. 
Yes. She, unfortunately, it, it appears it she had some sort of mental health issue from yes. in hindsight now. The, the scant reporting on the incident definitely has that sense to it that perhaps there was some sort of personal crisis or a mental yes. health issue. Some, correct. I wouldn't, right. there, the details upon that are unclear. Right. Um, but she didn't. For her privacy, they should yeah. be. I'm not, I'm not getting into that because I don't yeah. know, but, right. uh, her name's pop back up because she, uh, went missing. She apparently, uh, was arrested, uh, after some type of police interaction, uh, yes. that may or may not have been a short car chase, allegedly. And, uh, then she bonded out and went missing. Yeah. She then did pop back up. Uh, it's my understanding. She is alive and well, uh, from, from all I know. Yes. And I've not, I've not followed up with what has happened, uh, since that. I mean, certainly it's, you know, for yeah. her own privacy, I, but I I'm sure you have can Google. I don't have any idea if there's like any sort of legal trouble that arose from this, but I do believe she failed to appear in court when she yes. was new. And that's what kicked off the, uh, search for her and her family's concern about her whereabouts and well being. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that so, is. So, Personal drama, something, something else. Romance, Landia. Uh-huh. And then, okay, let's see. What do you? Which, which one of which one where do you want to go, go to? Next, where do we go next? <laughs> I mean, there's. Listen, this list is not all inclusive. Oh I my mean, god, no! You have these are like more. highlights. These are we, highlights. In in the interest of full disclosure, we did 20 minutes of chit chatting before we started recording today, and these were just like the top what, six or seven things we could think of immediately off the top of our heads. And we've probably done episodes on other things uh, that would fit into this category. So this is one that happened at the end of last year that I think requires our conversation, or at least a little bit. Let's do it. Mark Dawson and the allegations against Mark Dawson. (sighs) Okay. This one really, this one really upsets me. Like, Fundamentally, because Mark has such a presence and an established reputation as a professional in the marketing part of our community. Like he is an advertising guru. He is a book marketing guru. And the idea expert in our field. Right. The idea that he is potentially guilty of what he's been accused of and is perhaps not as ethically and morally upstanding as he has led everyone to believe he is just it just burns my biscuits it really pisses me the fuck off yeah so the allegations against him involve plagiarism there is a reddit user um if you google mark dawson Mm -hmm. plagiarism allegations it will pop right up for you yes and you can go and read those allegations there's a reddit user who has taken passages from Mark's titles. Mark is also an author. That is where he gets a lot of his credibility from. Right. He has personal experience. He has made millions and sold millions of copies of his books, which is where, like Heather said, his credibility comes from. Right. And so the allegations are that he has plagiarized portions of some of those books um, from other authors. Yeah. And that is a very serious allegation mm-hmm. in our industry and frankly strips him of a lot of credibility because sure. he is touting certain, you know, the ability to write in certain ways. 
um, and make money in certain ways. And if you are not actually doing the one that's, you know, doing the base thing that is giving you the credibility to say these other things that that whole thing falls apart. Um, I've seen a lot of authors distance themselves from him. I've seen a lot of authors vague book about About, this particular situation. Well, if you read the Reddit thread, this, this isn't just like two or three passages that somebody thought sounded similar. There's a Google doc. This has been thoroughly vetted and researched and the number of times entire phrases or sentences seem to appear in Mark's books when they were previously published in someone else's works. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty damning. It's pretty high. I mean, we are not a court of of law, you know? Yeah. We, we, we are not ones to say (laughs) yay or nay. That is not our role here. We are simply passing along the information as it stands. This is for educational purposes only. Absolutely. Go but, find the Reddit thread in the Google yeah. Doc and see for yourself what we're talking about because it's. But it's a it's a huge allegation. Yeah, it's a lot, and and really, definitely needs to be discussed and looked at. And um, some of well, these authors, and- you know, who who are the ones who've been allegedly plagiarized, should mm-hmm. be you know taking a deeper dive into this. Absolutely, I've I've seen some folks. Uh, participating in the dialogue on Facebook about all of this, saying that they had commented on it or asked if Mark would comment on it in his Facebook group, the self-publishing formula group, and their posts were removed, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand Mark has also deleted his TikTok since this story broke. I've not seen any statement from him, have you? No, I have not. Uh, And he is still actively promoting his books on, on social just approach. in my opinion, in my opinion, if the allegation is blatantly false, yes, in my opinion, yes, I, know I where you're would going with this. lightning round fast be putting out a statement that these uh-huh. allegations are blatantly untrue. And I'd also be sending a cease and desist to Reddit to have the post taken down and to Google to have the Google Doc removed. Hundred percent. So the fact immediately. That that those things have not happened really concern me, in yeah. my opinion. It definitely looks funny. It doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. So, yeah, friends, Google that one. And it also goes to show you that people, some in this industry, there's a lot of people who claim to be experts. We, we claim to be, you know, we are in the expert, uh, you know, claiming to be as experts. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying that we don't, but I feel like at least we do our best to be yes. transparent and honest and mm-hmm. let clients and others know of our limitations. Absolutely. If I can't do something, I am not going to bullshit you and tell you that I can do something I, like, yeah. Listen, I am here to help you succeed. And if I can't do that, I'm not going to take your money and pretend to be able to make it happen for you because you're just going to go tell all of your author friends that I suck. And I don't need that. Yeah. I would rather be honest and say, hey, I cannot help you with this. Let me see if I can connect you with somebody who can. Or best of luck, let me know if it works out for you so that I can tell other people who approach me how you resolved this. You know? I mean, our our formula for for the business yes. is I would like 
to be in, in business for a long time. Yeah. I would like to be in business. We've been in business since 2016. I would like to be in business in 2056. Yeah. I would like to be in business for a long time. And you don't get that way by taking these shortcuts and screwing yeah. people over. Right. You just don't. So being dishonest, being <clears throat> unethical. You just, you, and you have to understand Heather and I had it beaten into us through our graduate education. <laughs> Yeah. The necessity of being ethical. We, and in fact, passed tests that have told us that we are ethical. I'm ethical enough to practice law in almost every state in the union. How about exactly. you, Heather? <laughs> yeah. I passed that test twice. Girl, you took it twice? Yeah, because I was thinking about getting licensed in another state. And oh, my MPRE, it, it was no longer valid. It was after oh. five years. It's valid. So what you we're talking about. You don't do about, that anymore? You what? can actually, you, yeah, you can have your original score. Like, it, 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 there's, yeah, that that's jurisdiction some bullshit. Jurisdiction, but there are places where, it, as long as your first score was sufficient <laughs> for that jurisdiction, yeah, because they scale it right, and the number right. is different in every state. So, yeah, yeah, I was considering getting licensed in another state, and so I had to go and retake the ethics exam because my first one that I took was, was now expired. So I I took it twice and it was actually very funny as a licensed attorney going into that ethics exam. I know this is a major side, you know, side sitting there with all the baby law students. Yes. Who are like literally like almost crying, Uh like just so nervous. And I'm just sitting there sipping my coffee. Like I barely studied for this thing. So it takes you back to the days when you were in the the law library as a 3L and all yeah. the first years come in and they're doing their group study together and like flashcards yeah. and stuff. And yeah, super cute. I was like, I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't pass this since I like am, real. I've been a practicing attorney for five years. But um, you know, yeah. It was very funny. Anyway, I passed. It was no problem. Yay! <laughs> Yay. But yeah, that's the point. We have been... We, we have a higher ethics. standard of ethics than yes. a lot of people in this industry just because of our backgrounds. Correct. Th- this Because this is a completely unregulated industry where anybody can really do anything they want to within the terms of service of social media and retailers. It's the wild, there, wild there west like we talked of, about. There are a lot of opportunists out there who are scamming people left and right every chance they get. Yeah. And so that's that's my caveat. Just yep. ask questions. Be very wary of who you work with. Absolutely. If people are not willing to talk about their ethics, if they're not ta- willing to, you know, talk about their moral lines and what they will do and what they won't mm-hmm. do, then they're probably willing to do anything. And if, listen, mm-hmm. if that's your jam, go for it. I mean, it's probably going to be a flash in the pan, pan short-lived success. But, you know, that's your or- choice to be made. We can go back to 2021 when people are bowing out of the industry altogether because their ghostwriters stole actual entire passages yeah. from other authors' books. Yeah, that happens too. I mean, things – or you get banned uh, from retailer platforms, which has happened to authors in the past who played fast and loose with the rules. I mean, book stuffing. these things happen. Book stuffing. Welcome yeah. back to the days of book stuffing. So – Anyway, good old days of KU. Be careful who you work with. I mean, I was just talking, I did a TikTok the other day about how I'm dealing right now with, I'm fixing a Shopify store uh, for a yeah. client who had engaged somebody who said that they weren't expert in making these Shopify websites. 
and she charged her $2,000, which would have been a great deal. Listen, anybody trying to do direct sales, Shopify loves you. Price for having your Shopify set up, given all yeah. the work involved in that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to say, like, Shopify websites for the work. It is a lot of work. We are not talking about a small undertaking here. This is a huge, it is a large undertaking. You need yes. to make, it takes a lot of work to get it to not only work properly, but look pretty and yes. make it look effortless. It, yes. Yeah. It's like, Makeup that looks natural. It takes a long time to make that happen. It's a great analogy. Yeah. Or renovating an old house to make it yeah. look fresh and modern. It's like, yeah. oh, it looked that no. Like you had to do a lot of work to make it that way. Anyway, so two thousand dollars would have been a steal. A steal. For what the, the author was promised. Yeah. The problem is that she didn't do it. And so she did some things, but then it turned, it just turned into this massive mess. And so now I'm having to come back in and clean it all up. And I've spent way more than the time I had initially quoted and allotted for it, but I'm doing it because I told her that I would do it for this price. And I'm, you know, that's what it is. But, you know, she's also had to pay you an additional amount of money that is not, not inexpensive for your time to come in and do the cleanup. And right. And I honestly probably should have charged more for the amount of time (laughs) I'm doing, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. That's, you know, me trying to give this person a a deal because I felt bad for her. But yeah, it's the whole thing. And also she's, she's been a past client. She's good people. Yeah. If you're listening, hi. (laughs) We love you. We love you. (laughs) I've been tortured by your website, but I love you. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. It is what it is. And uh, just know that if you're hiring people to touch your stuff or taking advice somebody yeah. from somebody in this industry who's it's going to affect your stuff, know where it's coming from. Just know where it comes from. We've gotten a little bit off track, but yeah, it's relevant. <laughs> Let's see the consider, next. Consider that your general marketing tip for today. Like, yeah, just... <laughs> consider that. Consider that your general marketing tip for today. Listen, 2024 is going to be a little fast and loose here. We're just going to be, you know, we're going to have fun with this. Um, And maybe, I don't know, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll have some guests. Maybe we'll bring guests on in 2024. That could be a good time. We should totally do that. Yeah. We got to bring some people on. If you're interested in coming on, hit us up. All right. Other favorite drama, Nate Lemke. I mean, our boy Nate, our friend Nate, (laughs) my guy, the Matt Reif of the book world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. That's so funny. Caveat. No, I'm not going to say that. That's mean. I mean, you can. But yes, the, Matt the less Reif. attractive Matt Rife of the book world. I mean, sure, sure. Well, that that is why Matt Rife became popular because he's... well, I mean, the crowd work, the relationship with women, social Which media. Allegedly, Matt Rife uh, planted those crowd people, and it wasn't even authentic crowd work for all those clips and stuff. Shocker. Anyway, I know I'm shocked. You're shocked. We're all shocked. But Nate Lemke, uh, he is the one that came onto TikTok. <laughs> With the, you know, just original idea to um, uplift. Girl. Yes. Uplift 
you know, women, women's books uh, to ultimately sell his own and get him on the New York Times bestseller list, which he couldn't actually even logistically do because of the way in which his his release was structured. Yeah. And then it all just backfired on him because he was misogynistic, you know. A misogynistic asshole. Well, the content I mean, itself, know. the content wasn't, the content was troublesome. Nate himself was troublesome. Like, it's just. The marketing effort was troublesome. <laughs> the, the whole thing wasn't good. Wasn't good. I don't know if Nate has uh, released another book or anything, or if that is to come. We shall see. What unhinged marketing theory will happen this year? I don't know. Yeah. Or what, what, and I hate to say this because it continues to happen, what men will do to behave badly in spaces where women have uh, set up their own networks and environments and uh, are having a conversation amongst themselves that don't really involve men. And yeah. that the men feel the need to try and benefit from or that they insert. feel entitled to enter. Yeah. And insert themselves into. Yes. And Yeah. And do it in a way that is icky. Because, like, there are men in this industry who I absolutely adore. Oh, my God. There who are, so are not incredible men. icky. Yes. yes. Don't do it in an icky way. Yeah. Okay. Well, and <clears throat> don't be icky to the men either, ladies. <laughs> right. That, ha- that happens a lot. That, that's a, that that's is, an episode. We can do is, an entire episode on that. Well, speaking of, um, that leads right into the <gasps> crack and hockey drama. Alex! <sighs> yeah. Don't be I'm, icky. I'm a hockey fan. Yeah. We this represent a lot of hockey authors. We, we do. love hockey authors. Yeah. I will say it irks me a little bit, uh, personal irk, that I see a lot of hockey romance being pushed out on book talk. And like, no, no one's talking about like the original hockey, not, I don't want to say original hockey authors, but like the hockey authors who have been writing hockey exclusively or almost exclusively since like 2011 2012 like contemporary authors decide they're going to write a sports romance hockey is the sports romance subgenre that seems to sell the best yes so they enter the space and then book talk is taken up by conversing about this contemporary author's hockey book when the authors who consistently write hockey romance and have built entire careers around the subgenre maybe don't necessarily get as much airtime or play. And there's a difference between, okay. So the other prop, the other thing is there's books with hockey in it where there it's like real hockey, right? Like it's because the authors themselves are hockey fans and there's like actual hockey references and games and things like that. And then there are romance books where the hero just happens to be related to hockey and there's absolutely no understanding of the sport. And those types of books are the ones that seem to be getting a lot more interest, hype, notoriety. The fluffy than the, hockey. The fluffy hockey, the, the hockey light. Yeah. The, like he could literally, the hero could literally be any profession at all ever. Yes. It just happens to be it hockey. It just happens case. to be hockey yeah. for marketing purposes. And that's sort of, and then people are like, I'm in my hockey era. I'm like, no, you're not. You just happen to like a really steamy book. I mean. But back to the controversy, Heather. Back to the controversy. 
Man, do and I get to her on her hockey romance soapbox, which is funny because it should be me complaining about that because you know I, I am actually well, a fan of the sport. And I guess it's just I represent a lot of hockey authors, and I see sometimes like, their frustration. Not the hockey authors, though, let's right. be clear. Like you're the the authors that you work with who write in the subgenre tend to be the ones who write about actual hockey in addition to whatever the romance is in the book. Yeah, like there's all romance but there's like a story too and like the, the there's interest in the team like you get to know the team and the teammates and the there's different play- like yeah it's very it's not just like insert hockey here it's right. hockey and so if you're into that I have a whole list for you <laughs> I can hook you up I can hook you up but in this case yeah there was Kiara Lewis is a book talker a very a book talker with a lot of followers. Very prominent. Yes. Very prominent. And uh, there became a controversy drama where she was making some inappropriate videos, comments, and uh, was asked to stop. And then it turned into a thing. Asked to stop by the player's wife. And it wasn't just her. I should say it was, there was a lot of people that were doing something similar um, sliding into their like Instagram comments on like pictures with their children, just hypersexualizing this particular yeah. hockey player as a representative of the subgenre, as a man who could plausibly be the hero in every hockey novel. It was gross. It was really yeah. gross. It was um, hypersexualizing Icky. real people. Yeah. And putting your your fantasies uh, from these books onto a real person, really gross, yeah. really fucking well, and gross. The the team got in on the action at one point and was yes. engaging in some of the the hyping up of the book talk angle, trying to get book talkers to engage with the team <clears> social <throat> media content. Right, <clears throat> they were Just trying bad, to bad make it a moment. All the way around. Oh no! Are you there? I'm here now. Can you hear me? No, you're not. Oh, wait, you are there. I can can hear hear me. Oh, God bless. Let's hope this doesn't. 2024! Woo! Mercury was just retrograde. It's not anymore, but like, punk is still messing things up. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't do that again. But yes, anyway, so it it was not great. It was a not great time. Um, and it made, of course, the romance book world once again look like flighty, over-sexualized women who are just hysterical and can't mm-hmm. control themselves. That's right. Love it. Love that yeah. for us. So. <laughs> People out there trying to put us back in the kitchen and take away our rights to vote. We keep right? acting a fool and we keep. <sighs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. All right, my the last you one. Don't do my... anything to somebody else you wouldn't want done to you. Like, how hard is that? It is not hard. It truly. Do you want some not. stranger on the internet talking about you the way these particular book talkers were talking about Alex? It's just so gross. No, it's so gross. It's so gross. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. And don't feel when you see just because somebody is doing it, and you're like, oh, well, then I can do it. No, no, take a step back. Be like, no, that's not okay. Call them out. It's okay to call people out. It's okay. 
the last one, last big one happened at the end of the year. So I feel like that is also something. And also while we were on break, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And boy, Kate, would we have talked about it. Boy, too. would we have. Kate Crane. I mean, she definitely took 2023 out with a bang yeah. uh, with her her actions. Took her, she, took her, she took her potential career with her. She <laughs> sure did. She sure did. Uh, for those who don't know, Kate Crane was a debut author uh, of a YA title. She had a publishing deal. She not only had a great publishing deal, but she also had a deal with uh, a book box subscription company yeah. that was that is very prominent and this was just an ideal setup for a debut author. Period. Yeah. Like this is this is the dream, literally the dream. Like yep. we've talked about traditional publishing before and how oftentimes you don't get support. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. She had Could all only the have support. Been better had Reese picked it up and decided to option yeah. it for a film. Like literally, the only thing missing from the equation here. There was nothing bad. Like she was on the trajectory, and instead of realizing her good fortune, frankly and privilege, she instead took it upon herself to make fake Goodreads profiles. And go on to other debut novel, like, Goodreads pages. Like, authors who had contracts with her publisher. They are her yes. fellow debut authors at her imprint, at her publisher. Often they shared agents as well. And would go and downvote their books on lists. Would go and put one-star reviews. She was review bombing them. She was doing all of this. She made, like, 20 different Goodreads profiles to accomplish this. And then, and the, her biggest, the way that she got caught was because then those fake Goodreads profiles would go and like upvote her book. And so it was very obvious. And so she was caught. A Twitter user found, found out this, tried to deal with it in privately, like had literally, they honestly, I give them major credit. Uh, and kudos for trying to handle it behind, not publicly, right? Like behind the scenes and all of that and just, you know, deal with it privately. And unfortunately she doubled down, Kate did, and uh, then produced, (laughs) I can't, she then produced a conversation thread of her and this other person saying where the other person was a friend of Kate and Allegedly. And, uh, you know, that this other person had done these things and Kate was like, oh my God, I can't believe you did these things. Well, it all turns, it turns out that that was a, a it's, completely it's made up thread. Yeah. It was, a, she made up the, that thread. The rogue actors does yeah. not exist. It does not exist. And Kate produced the receipts um, by manufacturing them. Correct. Yeah. The most alarming, and I wish I could say surprising, but it's not part about all of this is that a lot of the authors whom she attacked were authors of color. Yeah. So not only is Kate in a place of privilege with the deals that she received as a white author in this very white space, she then for literally no fucking reason decides to attack her fellow debut authors, other authors. I think an indie author was even on that list. 
of color because racism. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, Kate? Literally because of racism. Yeah. And then when the jig was finally up, when it all came out, uh, that this was all true and, and all of that. She so issued she the, engaged in all of these acts and that yeah. she hadn't, in fact, done everything she was accused of. She then released the worst apology I think I've read of 2023. Mm-hmm. We've read many apologies. That one was awful. It, it was, was truly terrible. terrible. Uh, she blamed it all on her um, mental health issues, which if she has mental health issues, absolutely, she should get those addressed. But blaming... She took no accountability. It was it was a diversion. These are this is because of my mental health issues. Yes. You can have mental health issues, but you are the one like it's not like a second person doing it. You have to take accountability. Just like if you are an addict, for example, and you do bad Addiction things. Addiction is a mental health are, issue. Correct. And you do bad things when you are an addict. It's still not, it's not the addiction. So it's your fault. You did right. those things. You need to take accountability. They teach you that in any sort of therapy program, you know, you need to take accountability for the things that you did while you were under the addiction, while you well, were acting in that way. Right. So and, it's and the same way with any mental health disorder. The apologies, complete lack of accountability smacks of <clears throat> hiding behind the mental illness rather Correct. than simply offering it as an explanation. Right. And there's a big difference between those two things. And in this particular case, Kate set herself up to hide behind it rather than to acknowledge that she's dealing with it. Correct. And also the impact that it has had on the people that she hurt. Right. There was no acknowledgement or Mm -hmm. understanding of that uh, at all. And then, of course, she lost her publisher. She lost her agent. The whole thing went down the tubes. Yep. For, For what? For what? Uh, that is how to blow up your career in a few easy steps. Yeah. I mean, she provided the roadmap. So, well, and, and also just be a like mental illness aside, like a completely vile person because <clears throat> the yeah. animus toward authors of color just blows my mind. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Like, what? <clears throat> We've already discussed what's at- wrong with people. Yeah. And what a disadvantage many authors of color have in this industry. I would say, I venture to say all authors of color because of how mm-hmm. racist sure. the book publishing industry yeah. ha- has been at its origins. And how much harder the authors of color who have, have, have met some measure of success. Yeah. <clears throat> how much harder they had to work to achieve that than, right. than white authors. And this girl had it all laid out to her on a silver platter and she just decided to blow it up. I yeah. And also in the process, make it harder for the authors who have, yeah, who are part of a group who have historically had to work harder anyway. Like, right. Listen, what, what, we don't need you. Tra- sometimes the trash takes itself out. I really genuinely hope that Kate gets treatment and help for her issues. Absolutely. But also, I'm thrilled that she will most likely not be a part of our community moving forward. Same. And thank you for that Taylor Swift quote. I much appreciate it. I might be printing that out and putting it in my office this year because. Oh my God, did I do that? You totally quoted Mother, and that's all right. It's the 2024. It had to cross over uh, into say? this episode. Sometimes the trash takes itself out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not even kidding. I have the exact quote. Like, 
as a note for myself <laughs> to go and make myself a sign because I I literally love that quote so much. It's a good one. I guess I didn't realize she said it. That the, must be where I must be where I picked it up. The that the whole quote is there's no point in actively trying to quote unquote defeat your enemies. Trash takes itself out every single time. Oh, she was talking about Kim and Kanye, huh? She sure was. Gotta love Taylor. I must have subconsciously absorbed that one and filed it away for just this moment so that you could call (laughs) me out on it. And once again, Taylor could find her way into the podcast. Always. Always. Honorable mention of unhinged behavior last year must include... Us talking about Taylor in every episode of the podcast. (laughs) That's your Easter egg, okay? That's just your Easter egg. No. Actual fist fights at book conventions. Oh my god, I know. I can't. I just that that has to be an honorable mention. We are all adults here, folks. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not bring that into 2024, please. Let's leave that type of behavior at home. We're going to book conventions for a good time. We we don't need we don't need fist fights. So yeah, let's not do that. It did happen though. Among other things, at that among other things, convention. yeah, among other uh, things about which I have heard many other things because I did not attend. Um, my knowledge is all secondhand. I did not either. I'm going to try to get to more conventions this year. We shall see. That's one of my to do lists is to to update our event list that I yes. track all of the book conventions. We are in January, and uh, yeah, so. Should be a good time. Should be a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to 2024 and uh, we will keep you in the loop. Seeing if it can top 2023. Of all the behavior. Yes. Uh As well as good marketing tips. I mean, this industry is constantly changing and evolving. There's there's so much that we can talk about uh, with different things that keep popping up every single day. I mean, AI keeps changing. There's multiple lawsuits. I think maybe next time this is what we talk about and do a little bit of a deep dive on the multiple lawsuits that are currently ongoing regarding AI right now. Absolutely. And how they can and will affect our industry because uh, I feel like we're in a a unique position uh, and a place to talk about that. And there are several going on right now. So crossing fingers for... Some regulation there because that'll be a big, a big deal. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of moral and ethical obligations. (laughs) Yeah. We are your. Tech bros behaving badly. Right. We are your place for book controversy updates, news, as well as marketing news, tips, tricks, and keep you on the cusp of publishing in 2024. So thank you for being here. Random pop culture references. Oh yeah. And Taylor Swift quotes. (laughs) But truly from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being here. Uh, We are, we We have over, we have over 800 listens to our podcast. I can't even believe it over. I think we did 27 episodes last year. 20. I'd have to count. It was almost 30 episodes. But that's insane. Until the winter break happened. Yeah, until the winter break happened. So this is officially season two, where I figured each Yay! year is going to be a different season. Yeah. 
officially season two of the podcast, episode one. And um, we really, I can't thank you all. 800 listens? Isn't that wild? That doesn't even count YouTube or the tube of you, as I like to say. The tube of you. Yeah. It doesn't even count that. Awesome. So yeah, it's great. So thanks for listening, guys. Great. Thank you so much. And we look forward to bringing you more episodes this year. Absolutely. Of relevant content. So until next. And Taylor Swift. Yeah. (laughs) 